0: Hey, hey, girlfriends! So today we're talking to the phenomenal Miss Williams. And ladies, you are in for a treat today. This episode was so much fun. We laughed, we talked, but most importantly, Laniece shared real life stories about her journey in entrepreneurship, divorce, motherhood, uh, having to move because of a natural disaster and still being able to pick up herself. And now she's the founder of a very successful leather handbag company that she founded while she was on a speaking engagement in Morocco. Now you think that's something you have to hear the stories that she tells about what it took in order for her to get these handbags to us. And I am not going to ruin the surprise, but you will not believe the things that this woman has went through in order to make sure she's able to provide the type of high quality handbags that you see on Instagram right now. So Without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. Be sure at the end of the episode, you let Lemise know that you found her on the Kay Whitaker Show. And then let me know what you think over on Instagram. That's it for now, ladies. I'll see you on the show.
1: You're listening to the Kay Whitaker Podcast, created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a good boss, mom, and wife, and doing them all on your own terms. Together, we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes to have the life we dream about. Our guests will share stories of triumph, fears, and challenges, and will empower us with their own perspectives on how we can navigate through our own challenges and conquer them to come out victorious on the other side. Our host, Kay Whitaker, is a successful entrepreneur currently running two businesses alongside her husband, Tim, while raising four children ranging in age from an infant to a very busy teenager while still making time for each other and the things in life that they both love. Kay has designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment. To support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams, tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious boss mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then stick around, because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, ladies. So today we have got a treat
0: for us. I'm excited. I'm fangirling for just a minute here. I am talking to Miss Lanice Williams uh, of Mompreneur ESQ. And I'm really excited I get to talk to her one-on-one because I've been following her for a few years on Instagram. I don't know if she knows that. Um, but I <laughs> admire her. because. And I was telling her this offline because she's a mom of two boys. And I have one preteen boy that is about to... Like, I want to pull my hair out on a constant basis with him. So to have more than one, I don't know what I would do. (laughs) So when I watch (laughs) her online, uh, manage life and navigate with her boys and then still run two very successful businesses. Uh, She's very transparent about who she is online. I love it. Uh, And she's very helpful two women that are coming behind, you know, building real businesses, not playing games, but really building businesses that support their lifestyles. Uh, It's always good for me to have ladies on the show that I can chat with and kind of glean from them uh, in these moments. But today, we're just going to be talking. Y'all know the, the whole goal of the show is just to have real girlfriend moments where we can talk about what it really is like to be a mom, uh, building your business, and kind of managing everything. So today, Lanice is going to share some of her wisdom with us, and we're going to see where this conversation goes. I hope y'all are good with that. Okay. Yay! So, Lanice, welcome to the show. <laughs>
2: Thank you, thank you for having me.
0: You are welcome. I'm really excited that you're here, and if you would just give us the rundown of who you are, uh, what you do, how you got started, all that good stuff.
2: Okay, Um, well, I am a semi, I call myself a semi-retired attorney. I keep trying to get out (laughs) the game, I keep getting pulled back in, but I'm trying to retire from the from practicing law to pursue um, a venture that I have called Made Leather Company, I'm trying to uh, pursue that full time because okay. it is what's taking up most of my time. But I'm just a, a mom. I'm I'm obsessed with business. I love everything about business. Uh, I eat, sleep, talk business all the time, all day long. You know, some people like to garden. <laughs> some people <laughs> like to knit. But I just like to grow and build businesses and make money.
0: And it shows a lot through your work online. I know that you do a whole lot offline, but the books that you've written, uh, the things that you have helped us get our life with as far as organizing our own businesses are all really works in progress. And I know, you know, jokingly, or I at least made a joke of it, you know, the other day you posted on your Instagram that somebody had hijacked your book and put it on eBay. I'm like, man, you know, you (laughs) (laughs) made it
2: real. But so how are you going to take my book and sell my book for more than I sell my book? Right. Like,
0: I, was I mean, like, I appreciate the hustle, but wow. I was like, man, it's like almost double the price. But golly, it's like take my book and sell it. Like I felt like that was like a bad job. I was like, you know, you've made it. And you know, it's real when somebody that's takes a good this, way to look at it. And they put it on eBay for double what you're selling it for. I'm like, okay. And I'm still alive. I'm not even dead yet. It's right. It's trying to double the price. <laughs> I'm like, living legend, Lanice. Come on, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so uh, I know that you are like, a business fanatic, uh, which is very clear in, in what we see from you online, but can you share with us a little bit about how you got started? Some listeners may know, I know a little bit of the story, but for those of you that have never met Lamise before, it's pretty interesting, so I kind of wanted to share just a little bit about where everything kind of came from.
2: Okay, so I first started, um, after I graduated from law school, I worked in a law firm for a hot three to four weeks. <laughs> um, and during that time, I realized that it just was not for me. I felt like I felt like I had the same education, the same credentials as my boss, but yet I was doing all the work, making him, in, that, in those first three weeks, I probably made triple my salary. Um, I just felt like I was overworked, underpaid, and just not appreciated. So I decided to walk away. Like, I, I literally walked in the office he made me upset and I guess my ego got in the way and I was just like, you know what? I'm gone. (laughs) And got in my car and I left. Um, And for the first two days it was, you know, it was a little, um, I guess I had a a high. I was happy about it. I felt, you know, I I felt good about my decision, but then a week or so passed and I was like, okay, what am I going to, what am I going to do now? I have no clue what I'm going to do. And I was living in Louisiana at the time. Shortly after that, Katrina hit. I mm-hmm. had a three month old, my first son, who was about three months old, Katrina hit. And then it was really like, okay, what am I gonna do? Because now I don't have a place to live. I now have to seek government assistance. Like this is just a crazy situation. So I took, actually I took my FEMA money, about $600. I got my, incorporated my law firm. Started meeting people in Starbucks, um, and then eventually I got a, a one-room office, shag carpet, <laughs> wood panel walls, like it was straight 1970s, and this was like in 2000 something. But you know, it was cheap. It worked. You had to do what you had to do. Um, yeah. I had right. I had to do what I had to do. So I, that that one-room office ended up turning into a multi-six-figure business in less than a year. And I tell people, it had nothing to do with me being this phenomenal attorney. I was a new attorney. It had everything to do with me being obsessed with marketing. And what I later learned was personal branding. I didn't realize I was building a personal brand, but that's basically Mm -hmm. what I was doing. And after I went through my divorce, I had another child, went through a divorce, and I realized, you know, like, I don't like going to court. Like, I'm making money, people, my phone's ringing off the hook, but I just don't like this. Like, this is not for me. I, I, it's not the lifestyle that I wanted. I I wanted my own business because part of me wanted to be home with my children. I didn't want to miss all of their events and everything that they had going on. And I still wanted to make money, but I never intended to be in a trial till seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. Like that was not the lifestyle that I envisioned. So going through my divorce kind of made me take a look at my life um, from a different angle different standpoint and i realized this is not making me happy and life is too damn short for me not to be happy Mm -hmm. so i packed up and i moved i got a divorce um and i left uh didn't look back and i eventually landed in atlanta georgia i moved to georgia because i realized my passion was really in building the business and building the law firm it was not in the courtroom right was in marketing and, and, and the branding aspect of it. So I walked away from it, um, eventually moved to Georgia, and I just I had money that I had saved over the years, and I just started investing in different businesses, and I started my own. Um, I actually had a preschool, and I just was doing different things that I had an interest in. Made money from that. Eventually, I had to walk away from the preschool after putting about 150000 of my own Hard-earned money wow. into the business, um, and I had to walk away from it because I was having some issues with the previous owner, who was also my landlord, who was trying to force me out of the business. Wow. Um, I purchased the business. This is probably way more than you asked for. Go okay, ahead. This is I, the best. <laughs> When I when I purchased the business from him, um, there were maybe twelve kids total in the school, and. About twenty months or so, I built up the school to over a hundred kids, and it was now making money instead of putting money out every month. I was putting money out just like he was doing before he had it, but you know I had a nice cushion, so I was right. putting the money out. And by the time it by the time it started making money, he comes sniffing around, wanting wanting a piece, and I kind of feel like, well, not kind of. I did feel like. I did this, you know. I, right. I built this. I spent my money. I'm, I'm not just gonna give this to you. I'm not just gonna allow you to become my partner when you've done nothing. Right. I've done all this. You had years to do everything I've done. You haven't done. It was so cute. The little kids were coming to school in a uniform. We built oh. the curriculum. Like it was, it was so amazing. And it was what I really wanted because I had a child who kept getting kicked out of preschool. And right. I felt like, you know, I'm not going to kick anybody's kid out. Not every kid is the same. Right. I'm not an educator, but I feel like not every kid's the same. I'm not kicking anybody's kid out. We're going to figure out what we need to do to make it work for this particular kid. So I had a passion behind it, which which which, which is what I feel really drove the business to the next level. But I refused to give it up. Um, he started doing really nasty things to me. And it just got to the point where my sanity and my mental stability was much more important in the business. Yeah. So I walked away. Like it hurt so bad, but I walked away. Um, lost all my money, but, I, I, but looking back on it, you know, it, it took some time to get to this point where I right. could see it this way. But looking back on it, I feel like, um, the money somebody would have spent on MBA is probably mm-hmm. what I spent in that business. Um, I learned a lot of lessons, a lot of things that I, I still used to this day so it wasn't a total waste of time it wasn't a total waste of money because um you know that that's what i
0: gained was invaluable that is i didn't know about the preschool i knew about the community stuff, but i had no idea that you owned a preschool so okay look, we're gonna back up for just a minute because i will i don't want anybody to miss this <laughs> i don't want you to miss this so from new orleans you went to georgia you went to atlanta Uh, and we'll go back to the divorce because I know some people might have some questions about that, but I want to get to this real quick. So we went from attorney in the courtroom, you saw preschool, you bought it Mm -hmm. and you bought it because your baby, your baby had a need. He was kind of going through some stuff. They were putting him out and you were like, nah, you know what? Forget it. I can create some space for him. I'm going to do this preschool thing and see how it works. Now, did you know, Like, what was the thought process behind the preschool? Because I know, you know, we make investments and stuff like that, and I'm assuming that you had enough cash stacked up from the law firm that you were like, okay, I'll try this. And it was 12 kids, so I'm imagining it wasn't a huge investment up front, but over time, you know, to make it grow, you have to put your money in it. But what was the thought process when you said, okay, I'm going to go from being an attorney to being the director of the child care center? I wasn't the director. I don't have that much patience. Oh, you
2: were the owner. Okay. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I love I love the kids. Don't get me wrong. I love the kids, but mm, when he doesn't <laughs> have that much taste Um, uh, uh, but I was still there every day, you know, crunching numbers, making everything work. I mean, I probably I probably could have been considered a director but somebody else, um, you know, was employed in that position, right. But I decided to go from that because I just I knew that I had a passion for it. Um, and also, just stuff that I, I stayed home for a year after okay. I had my second child. Okay. And I did so much with him. I did, and even when I was, in, even in that break that I had between Hurricane Katrina and when I finally opened my firm with my first son, I did so much with my boys. And then when I put them in daycare, it was like, what? What, like, what are y'all doing? You're your, yeah. your wiping noses. Like my kids were talking and counting and saying ABCs like at a real young age and now y'all are just wiping their nose like I just felt like as a parent I wanted to create a space and also you know because of the emotional issues my son was having
1: like I said he just
2: kept getting kicked out I just wanted to create a space I knew I wanted I knew I wanted to invest in some type of business and that one just seemed to make the most sense to me because of my passion Gotcha. Not because I had a background in it, not because I even, i didn't know what the heck I was doing. I had to learn all of it, right? Um, but I—I I felt like it could work, and it—and my my whole idea, my whole concept was validated because the enrollment grew so much. But again, you know, I'm 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 not the type of person to just let somebody walk all over me, right? And it sounds crazy, you know, because I lost so much money, but I, I just I just couldn't allow somebody to do that to me. And you know, it's funny. It's funny. I don't know people's faith. It's funny the way I say I God works, because a, a, a year, or maybe a year and a half to two years later, he ended up losing the school. You know, wow. so he didn't. He didn't win. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, it it still hurt. You know, I, right. I felt like a failure because that was all of my money. I mean, it was. I didn't. I, it wasn't a loan that I had to repay. repay. This was literally my savings. I could have sent my kids to college. Uh, you know, I could have done so much with that money and I just felt sick because I felt like I had failed my son.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and I also felt like I had just, I had let my family down and I just let myself down because I just, I just felt like a failure. Yeah. But like I said, I, I, once I stepped back and looked at it from a different angle, I realized I wasn't a failure I just refused to let anybody walk all over me
1: right
0: now was this fellow was he somebody did he have ownership or was he just giving you the space for the school? So he owned the buildings there was two buildings okay he owned the buildings that the that the school
2: was in, and he also you know owned, owned the school, but I purchased mm. I
0: purchased
2: the school from him, but he was still my landlord. gotcha all so right. when things started going i mean suddenly suddenly the fire marshal shows up and the fire marshal like, oh, it's a $10,000 repair because your sprinkler, this, that, this, what? 25 things were suddenly wrong with the fire system. And when I tell him about it, he refused to pay it. But if, if I don't pay it, then, then the fire marshal, shut down. If I don't, if I don't pay it, yeah, the fire marshal is going to shut me down. Then there was a flood in one of the buildings. Um, he re- refused to return my phone calls. I couldn't have those babies right. in a building with wet walls. So I had to pay to fix that. And every time something like that would happen, I would legally, which is the right thing to do, you take that out of your rent. You know, right. like I I shouldn't pay you the full amount of rent or I should get a credit for the improve, or not the improvements, for the repairs that I've made to your facility, which is your responsibility. But every time I would do that, we hit file for eviction. So we kept going back. No. And I was spent every time, because I, I was right,
0: but it just got, I, I just got tired of it. Yeah, nobody wants to go through that type of, I mean, that's taking you away right. from being productive in the thing that you really are there to do, and that's to make sure those kids exactly. have a safe. That is crazy. Exactly. I, I, you I know, do, right? People like this, this, this is not something new, guys, and this wasn't too long ago. And people are still like that. They're vindictive. But I think what you really want to take away from this is this you know, when you go after something, even with those feelings of failure, because that's going to come up like a lot. Like, you know, I know y'all see us and y'all see these pretty Instagram profiles. It's all good, you know, and we're very positive online. But there's some stuff going on behind the scenes where we feel like we just did not live up to our own expectations. But I yeah. think what Lanice is saying is that she took a minute to step back and we're going to figure out how long that took and what that process was and kind of look at things from a different perspective and say, okay, what was I supposed to get out of it? Because she made a very powerful statement. Some of the things that she was doing in that school, she's even still doing now in her current businesses. So it wasn't all for nothing, but just in that season, it felt like it was all for nothing. Right. Right. It was just because of the, The amount of
2: disappointment, you know, it it makes anybody feel like a failure. It makes you second guess your future thoughts or your future plans. It makes you wonder if what you did was really right. But most of the time you were right. Yeah, there's always (laughs) a reason. um, There's always a reason,
0: right? Okay, so when you decided, when you made the hard decision to kind of walk away from the daycare, did you take another break and just say, okay, I got to get my mind together? Because I'm sure that was a blow. Like, it probably took some, some mental clarity. <laughs> you know, you gotta...
2: I had to take a break because it was so much for me. And here it was, I was living in another state. I don't have, you know, I, I I still don't have any family in Georgia. You know, it was just me and my boys. Right. And I spent, I'm just going to say hours, you know, I spent all of our money. And now it's like the bills are still coming. Um, You know, things are still happening. Uh, tuition is due. You know, like right. all these things are still going on, but I don't even have a source of income anymore. And I've depleted my savings. I mean, so I... Had to take a break because I was about to lose my mind. I, I remember I call it my bathroom floor moment. I, mm-hmm. I I just was I was crying. I fell on my bathroom floor, and I just cried and I just yeah. asked God to just tell me what do you want me to do? You know, I thought I was following you the first time, Lord. Right. You told me to do this with this school. I did it, but now what do you want me to do? How do I fix this? How do I get my children out of this situation? And it's funny because I turned to social media um, and I started posting more on Instagram and I started posting like just business tips because yeah. you know, I, I still had a love for business. And then one day I said, you know, I'm gonna take my page off private. I'm gonna put it on public. <laughs> and I put it on <laughs> public and then like some stranger liked the picture, I was like, ooh, this is creepy. I put it back <laughs> on private. <laughs> And so I must have done that like twenty times, until so finally I was like no I'm just gonna leave it on public and what because people seem like they like what i post i'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it on public so I did that, and then people started reaching out to me like, can you help me with my business? Can you help me you know with this legal aspect of my business? Can you help me build my business like you look like you've done so much? Can you help me and I'm like, oh and okay, you want to pay me for that? Like, <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, at this time, I didn't know anything about business coaching Post- yeah. and consulting. I didn't know anything about that, and people are asking me for it. So I'm like, okay, well, I I don't have a source of income right now. Like, right. let me let me let me see if this works. So I started taking on clients. Then I fell into the whole web- webinars and ebooks and. And I loved it because I felt like I was making a difference. I was doing something, still doing something that I loved. I was still doing business. I was still sharing all these business tips. Like it just, it was like the perfect match. Right. Yeah. So, and so then from there, you know, I got more clients Then people started asking me to speak. I'm like, you want me to come? Okay, I'll come speak. Whatever, whatever you want. Um, then somebody said, you should write a book. About branding, I'm, mm, okay, I'll try that. I wrote a book, 31 Day Guide to Building a Personal Brand, and it was like a bestseller. Like people are still buying it. you buy it. Selling, yep. it on eBay, yep. selling it on eBay. Selling it on eBay. And this was like, I think maybe four years ago. So that's when I really started to learn more about like residual income, you know, like or having multiple streams of income. Like I can make an income from this book. I can make an income from, talking about something that I'm already passionate about. Um, I can make an income consulting people about something that I'm already passionate about. Like it all just, it all just seems so perfect.
0: Yes. So when did the attorney thing come back into play?
2: When people started asking for it, you know, people started asking for, um, you know, trademarks and different Mm -hmm. things like that. Can you review this contract for me? Can you do this? And I just said, okay, well, I mean, I'm, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what I do. So, yeah. I mean I, do. I, I mean, I wasn't in the courtroom, you know, I wasn't litigating, you know, it, 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 so I still, that's the part that that really, uh, you know, made me unhappy was just the whole, um, cool. you know, being in the courtroom all the time. So, so it just, it just fit. And then I got contacted to speak um, as one of three African-Americans at a United Nations conference in Marrakech, Morocco, Ooh. in 2000, oh, 2016, I believe. Wow.
0: I think I remember yeah, seeing that. End, mm-hmm, end of 2016,
2: I got invited to speak at, a United, at the United Nations Conference. And it was a conference on climate change. I'm like, what? <laughs> i like, what are you talking about? They wanted me to talk about female entrepreneurship and how climate change has an impact on female entrepreneurship. I ended up speaking about Hurricane Katrina and oh. how Hurricane Katrina affected me and how it affected so many people in my city. Um, so again, I, I made that work. It was an interesting tie. I don't think people were expecting that, but nice. um, I, made it, I made it about Hurricane Katrina. Um, and then while I was in Marrakesh, they gave us the opportunity to go and explore the city. I fell in love with the city. I fell in love with the people. They were so, everybody was just so nice. The food was amazing. I mean, it was, it was a different, literally a different world, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from, from where I'm from, but it was, it was just so amazing. I fell in love with it. And I especially fell in love with the leather products that they had in Marrakech, Morocco. Um, and so while I was there, I purchased a few leather items and I was sending pictures to my family and my friends like, oh my gosh, look how beautiful this bag is. And so people are like, oh, get me one, get me one, get me one. I couldn't fit all that in my luggage. Right. So I started collecting cards from different um, different people that were different craftsmen um, in the city that made bags. I just started collecting their cards because I figured, you know, at some point I'm going to want more bags right. as well. I have been for a couple of years. I have been thinking about, I want a product based business. I help people with their product based business, and I want one because service is a lot of work. You know, especially when you're working hours, only so many hours in a day. With a product, it just sells nonstop while you're sleeping. you know while you're out with your friends and your family like it's it's just constantly make it's like an atm machine it's just constantly making money Yes. and i wanted in i, I wanted in um but i didn't know what i could sell well on the plane ride back from morocco it was like a light bulb just went off like lenise this is this is it you can sell this product because i know working with my clients in the past and just in other things i had tried to do when you want to sell a product especially something you know not a t-shirt or a candle like something that right. you really may have to import the hardest thing is finding the right vendor people mm-hmm. lose so much money and so much time waiting on a vendor to send them a product from overseas they get it it doesn't work they wait three weeks and then you get it it doesn't work then you got to try it again like but i realized i have the vendors right here in my hands like this. is a- the hard part is solved. I've already seen their products, right? And so I immediately got home and got to work. Like, I, I just got to work on it and, and I launched Made Leather Company. So that's, um, that's the story behind made I guess that's the story behind everything <laughs> yeah because that's what we are now and I know you said
0: you try to retire <laughs> you don't want to be an attorney anymore you're trying to leave us out. but this made leather coat <laughs> like it really made an imprint because this wasn't just something that you were selling like on your Instagram profile like there are big people that you know you do your I Spy game and they got a made leather coat bag so what was that like how, like how did you get to a point where you were like no this is going to be more than just the the instagram product like this is like a real thing uh that possibly i don't know are you in the department stores or was this conversation about you going to one of the department stores i'm in a couple retail not a department
2: stores but like boutique like retail retail stores that's right okay but so not, not i'm I'm waiting for nordstrom to call me i'm waiting for Saks to call me i'm just I'm waiting.
0: (laughs) If you're listening, call me. (laughs) And everybody, like I I need you tagging Nordstrom's brand (laughs) brand managers. Uh, We got a product for you. (laughs) So how did? it becomes something so big because it really is big. It's not a little thing. It's not just, you know, oh, I got a a store. We sell bags. Like these are like real handmade leather bags that some very influential people are carrying. What was that journey like for you? And did you think that that was what it was going to be?
2: I did not at all. Not at all. Like I literally felt I, I had one bag, a weekend bag, Mm-hmm. and i just said i'm going to and it was in one color a color that i call cognac i said i'm just going to sell this one bag in cognac and my friend was like why like people like other colors
0: right <laughs> like
2: why would you just do that but to me that was the easiest you know it, it just worked i didn't have to worry about getting different colors like i was just going to stick to this one color um and i really what I, honestly i was not thinking that big to the level that it's become I wasn't thinking that big but strange thing I tell you strange things happened. I hadn't even launched yet I had some problems with vendors um another story I, <laughs> some, of the, some people took my money oh no and they didn't yeah they took my money and didn't send me the product and when you're dealing with Morocco, they aren't as as advanced. Like it's not like you can use PayPal, right? And get your money back, or you know, call your card and 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 do a you know charge back. You're literally sending Western Union cash. Oh no! Like, I, I was I was walking to the into grocery stores Western Union at the grocery stores with a stack of money, and them looking at me like like you what? know what is what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's how they operate, you know. Like they don't, they that that's what it is. Like they they aren't as advanced right. as as we are here in the U.S. So I'm sending people money. Then they disappear, or one person I sent them money and then they um they sent me great samples, and so I sent him more money to order a larger uh you know place a larger order, and he sends me crap. You know, like the first time he mm-hmm. sent me great stuff, but then the second time. Like I can't sell this, you know, right. so those are the types of things that I went through. Like it wasn't just totally easy. But in the right. meantime, I stayed consistent, right? I stayed consistent by posting on social media, telling people about it. And I always made sure that my social media page for made just looked clean and, and, yes. and good. Like I had a mm-hmm. whole vision of how I wanted it. And I, and I did not have a vendor yet. I did not have a manufacturer yet, but I was still posting. Coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Str- strangest, craziest thing happens to me. I get an email from Odell Beckham, um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s, um, what do you call it? His agent, agent. right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I have some players. You know, I, I represent Odell, but I also have some other players and we are admiring your bags. These bags are amazing thinking, oh, I don't even have any bags. Like, I, just, I just have pictures that I keep retaking of the same three bags that I personally own. But yeah, you know, I engage in conversation with him. And he tells me, I, I, I want to get bags for all the players I represent. It was 15 players. They were um, NFL players and a couple hockey players as well. He said, I, I, I need these bags. And he said, and if and if you can get them to me, um, I'll have all of my players post about it because we're crazy about this. I'll have them post on social media about it. Oh yes, sir! Like I'm, I'm on it, <laughs> mind you, not a product on a shelf, like nothing. <laughs> Ooh, say yes now and figure it out later. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I said yes, yes, sir. I write on it. I'll let. You, I'll send. I'll send you the tracking information. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to rush because by this point it's like the beginning of November. Right. And the season's about to end, right? Yeah. So I got to hurry up because you know, in February, so nobody's going to be checking for these football players. Right. I need y'all to post when people are concerned <laughs> about not right. on the off season. So, I had been dealing with a vendor, somebody I just met. And he had been sending me like small shipments and I didn't have any problems with these small shipments. Um, so then I placed the order for these 15 bags and plus I wanted other, you know, now I have mo- a little bit of money. I want to put, I want to buy more inventory. Right. So I, I placed this large order with him and he tells me, Lenise, I'm so sorry. I can't ship it. Um, the shipping company, they, they can tell that this is not for personal use. Because it's so many bags, they know it's a business. I don't have the credentials to do this. You need to have a business set up in Morocco. What? What? <laughs> what?
0: Are you serious? So my
2: kids, um, you know, I mentioned I'm divorced. I live in Georgia. My ex-husband still lives in Louisiana. Right. When my kids are out of school, they go directly to the airport, straight on a plane to Louisiana. So during Thanksgiving break, I put those boys on the plane. I was on the plane three hours later on my way to Morocco wow. by myself to go figure this. Um, I, at this point, I'm just going on adrenaline. Like, I need to get these players, these exactly. bags, right? So I fly to Morocco. Um, I meet the person that I had been, I hadn't even met this guy yet. I meet him in person. Um, some stuff goes down. I find out he's cheating me. Right? No. Uh, yeah, girl. So he was supposed to, I was paying him for the bag plus 20%, which I felt was fair
1: because right.
2: you're doing all the running around, you're shipping, you're doing all this stuff. I'm, I, I'm paying you, you know, I feel what I'm paying you is fair. Right. Well, he brought me, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm going on and no, on. No, this is good. Okay, this is good. This is man. You're going to see how God is all up in this because this man took me to the place that was selling, that, that made my bags. Right. Okay. And I didn't know, you know, there's a bit of a language barrier. Right. I didn't, I thought we were just still shopping for bags. I didn't realize we were at the place that made my bags. Well, one of the ladies that worked there, she brought out my bag. Oh my gosh. These are my bags. Like, y'all made my bags. Oh, like, you know, we're taking pictures. I'm so excited. They give me a tour. They, they show me where they make the bag. Like They give me a whole VIP treatment, right? And so some stuff happened. Oh, I know what it was. The the person that I took the picture with, she kept telling me, send me that picture. WhatsApp me that picture, Um, you know, when you can. And she was adamant. Like, she kept, like, I'm looking at her like, well, leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> send you the picture. I don't have like my phone's not working right now. When I get to the hotel with Wi-Fi, I'll send you That's the picture. Well, yeah. when we left, the guy, I just call I'll call him the plug, right? The okay. plug, but that he tells me he's he's upset with the lady. Like she just wants that picture. She's trying to steal my customer. And I'm just like, dude, what are you talking about? What's because going on? I'm trying not to mess up anything because I finally have good product. And I'm right. not trying good quality. I'm not trying to mess anything up with anybody. The next morning I start thinking like something doesn't seem right. I right. Think I'm think i being overcharged because like it just does not seem right. So I start talking to the person that managed the bed breakfast where I was staying. And I'm telling him the prices that I'm paying. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. That's too much. You need to go to this place. I'll take you there. They make good bags They're great people. I'll take you there. And I'm like, no, you don't understand what I've been through. I need to get my bags. I need to figure out how to ship these bags that I already have paid for to the U.S. because there's people, important people. He's like, no, miss, let me show you. He takes me, he takes me to this place. And when I walk up, you will never believe that it was the same place I had been the before. But when the guy took, when the plug, quote unquote, plug, took me, we went all around the corner on a dirt bike, up a hill. I didn't know where I was. But it was literally doors down from where I was staying. What? Yes. And so I stand and I'm looking like this cannot be real. I can't believe this. So I walk in and, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of confused. And so <laughs> yeah. I walk in. The lady that I took the picture with, as well as the, um, the guy, I just say he's over the, the shop. They were like, hi, you're here by yourself today. It was like they knew I was coming. It was so crazy. What? And so I just said, look, I, I, so I just finally just said what I was feeling. I said, I feel like this guy is cheating me. Tell me the real prices of, the, of these bags that I'm buying. Come to find that once they give me the real prices, I find out that he was charging me double. Oh, than what the bag was, plus 20%. Now, oh. if he was charging me the regular price plus 20%, I wouldn't have been up as upset. But now you're being greedy, you're double dipping. That's not cool. And so they were like, We, we, and this package, you know, all these, these boxes of bags, we could have shipped these to you but he didn't want us to have your address what? and he didn't want you to have our address. We, we have the licensing, the licensing and everything that's needed to ship. He just didn't want to, he didn't want us to do it. So mm-hmm. now I'm pissed because i just flown across the world <laughs> for <laughs> this and you could have easily sent this to me weeks ago. Are you kidding? But, it worked out because I was able to cut that guy out of the I'm gonna business. I just going to say, you
0: cut him out got your. I
2: cut him out. He threatened my life. I had to get on the next flight, the next flight back to, to the U.S. I he was Atlanta. Oh my God. He was sending me all kinds of threatening messages. And then he knew where I was staying. And even the person in the hotel, like, he stopped speaking to me because I think the guy also called and threatened the person at the hotel. It was crazy. So I got on the next flight. Once once I got my items secured and they said we're going to ship them for you, I got on the next flight out of there. I couldn't even come straight to Atlanta. I flew to New York. I didn't care. I could have flown to South Dakota. <laughs> like as long as, got,
0: <laughs> as long as I got,
2: I got to the United States of America. Um, and so yeah. I, I but I was able to cut him out. Which cut my cut my cost down,
0: and yes, my, my margin dramatically.
2: Um, so it and and also if if anybody this is just a tip, if anybody ever wants to do business internationally and have a manufacturer, um, that's in another country, I strongly suggest that you go and visit those people. So although my visit wasn't necessarily planned, I'm glad it happened because yeah. they know me by name. You know, they call me and I guess Lenise is hard to say. They call me, Linus. You, know, oh. they call me like, Linus. you know, this is what's going on. This is, you know, this is happening with your order. Like I'm not a real person to them. Right. I'm not right. just some random person in the U.S. placing an order or having them, you know, design these things for me. Like I am a real person to them and they know what I've been through and they understand my business values and my business ethics. So it's a, it's a better, it's a better situation because we've met. So, and I would tell anybody, if you're able to go and meet the people that are providing you with your products in another country, even if they're in the, in this country, go shake Aww. their hands, go talk to them, go, go see what's going on. But I went there and I got those bags and those bags made it back to, back to Atlanta before I made it back to Atlanta. Are you serious?
0: <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs>
2: Because remember, I had to make a pit stop in New York. Yes. So those bags made it back to Atlanta before I made it back to Atlanta. And we were able to get the bags out to the players. And a week out, it was one week to the date after I had gotten back from Morocco, the first player. And I was in my feelings. And I was still, I was tired. My, right. feelings, my feelings were hurt. I was just emotionally drained. I was laying on my sofa. Um looking on Instagram, I scroll and a player had posted my bag. And it wasn't just a regular it was like a the, the, the I guess the team photographer took this picture of him. Yeah it was his name awesome. is Dave Jones. He plays for the for the Buffalo uh the Buffalo Bills. Yes. He was walking in the snow yes. in a blue suit. Yep. And I saw this bag and I was like, Oh my God, that looks like my bag and then I looked at the name, I'm like, Oh my God, oh my god and then, and then I clicked off of it, and I clicked back on it. By that point, he had tagged made Leather oh. in the post. <laughs>
0: and
2: you oh gosh! And you like, got out your feelings. It was like, okay. <laughs> I start screenshotting, my hands are shaking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And at the time, he didn't have a huge, I think he was, he was a rookie. He didn't have right. a huge following. But over time, now he has a large following, but he posted my bags at least three or four times. And then some other players, you know, posted it as well. And then I guess people started thinking, who, who is who's made this, leather? Who's this company? Yeah, like, who's, who's made leather? And then the order started coming in and then, then, um... Black enterprise is like, we want to interview you. like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, this, is, this is so crazy. I just, I just went to Morocco, got a weekend bag, and just thought that I was just going to be selling this one bag in this one color. One color. And, that, and now I have weekend bags, large duffel bags, briefcases, handbags, backpacks. Like, this is it's way,
0: way more than I imagined. It is so phenomenal. Like I get so excited watching it because I vicariously live the year. I'll be like, okay, I don't know what she did, but the next time she teach that, I'm in that course because I need to know who, what that looked like. On did one? I just did one. Like last month, I did a
2: four week. Did you? Program.
0: I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to be on the next one because I'm like, okay, listen, I'll
2: let you know. Listen, like
0: this is just girl. <laughs> All right, so. Now made leather coat is a thing like it is and y'all if y'all have I can't not seen, believe it it's a thing it's like a thing thing and it's not like a little thing it is a thing thing Uh so when you get to Nordstrom I'm a, I, I already have my bag by then I'll be like oh I knew her before <laughs> she got in here. <laughs> you know I'll be that girl that's <laughs> my friend and <laughs> I'm gonna be like hey girl <laughs> <laughs> alright so we got May leather coat it's up and running and like that's a whole nother like you have been through so much just in this time, like it's so funny, but there's so many lessons from everything that you've went through, and it always turns out for your good. And I always tell yeah. people, that, you know, what you think is working against you always has a purpose for you if you just hold on long uh-huh. enough to see uh-huh. what the brighter side of it is and God does not like when he really says that all things work together for your good like it's a real thing uh-huh. even though it hurts it's a process it's a process <laughs> you know and sometimes there's some things in you that you have to grow and develop in before you can really get to the other side. So you going to Morocco, can you go to Morocco now? Like I know they kinda mad at you. <laughs> Do you have, can, I you... went I went
2: again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm bold. I, I went again in January because I had to um I had to handle some things because now it's it's growing into something else. It's growing um another arm of it is um Commercial, like a commercial business, because I had a company contact me that was having a conference in Morocco,
0: yeah. and they wanted
2: to give they wanted to give their attendees a, bag. a, a leather. Well, they didn't do bags. They did. A, I designed a computer sleeve really? to fit a, a MacBook or just any general computer. Yeah, we designed a computer sleeve and had their logo put on it. Oh. and so being as Anal as I am, before they delivered them, because I had my people. They were gonna, my my uh, my team members in Morocco. They were gonna create the create the sleeve and go deliver it to the hotel where the conference was. It was fifteen hundred pieces, no twelve hundred pieces that had to be delivered. But before they delivered them, I wanted to look at them myself. Like, I, yeah, I, this, this is my name. This is my business and I want to do business with these people again. So I need to go and make sure everything, looks like everything is Austin. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went back, but I took my assistant. <laughs> I didn't go by myself. <laughs> I went back. Um, so that, I mean, she wouldn't, I mean, she wouldn't have been able to do much, but at least she would have been able to call my family. Right, and tell
0: <laughs> the story. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: So yeah, I went back in January to oversee the delivery um, of that item. So okay, but I don't make announcements. That's what I. That's what I don't do because I know he still watching. Kind of creeps around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't. I don't really post about it. I don't really. If I if I post about it, it's pro- I'm probably about
0: to leave. Yeah, or you're already back and you safe, and it's like okay, I enjoyed right. my time there. Oh my goodness, right. that has got to be a lot of fun. I know it's a a lot of work and it's hard work, but it's got to be a lot of fun to be able to work in something that you truly love and do it like in a space that you love. Like Morocco is not somewhere that you just think about. Okay, I'm gonna start a business and it's gonna be sourced out of Morocco, but it's such a beautiful so random, place. right? Yeah, so but it's random. But to be able to have that type of success come out of that, and then not only that, like, I'm sure the trips are for business, but you get to have fun while
2: you're there. <laughs> you know, like. This- yeah,
0: I get to eat. I get to eat good. I love I love
2: going to Morocco and just eating.
0: Yes. So how do your boys, because I know my kids, they think, like my six-year-old tells me all the time, I mean, when I grow up, I'm going to be like you. I'm going to take pictures of my kids, and I'm going to post it on Snapchat, and that's how I'm going to make my money. Like, she thinks it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what do your boys think? I know sometimes people always ask you, "Well, why you don't make them do entrepreneurship?" And I love your answer because you're like, "If they don't want to do that, I'm not going to make nobody do nothing." They don't right. want to do. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. But, but
2: so do my my youngest. So my youngest will be 12 in August.
0: Uh-huh. That is
2: that man. He is he is an entrepreneur by nature. Like he just <laughs> he's all into it. I think because he listened to me. When I started consulting with other entrepreneurs, he was, you know, they were young. So if yeah. I had an event, if I had a, a, you know, some type of seminar or something, my kids were there. Yep. If I was yep. on the phone, they were probably in the car with me or, or sitting next to me while I was on the phone. And when I rem- I realized that my son had a knack for entrepreneurship because I got off the phone with them. somebody who wanted to start a, I don't know, something like a pin line or something, some kind of, some kind of pin. And I remember asking her, well, how much is it going to cost for you to buy the pins and how much are you going to sell it for? She's like, well, I'm going to sell my pins for $8, but it cost me seven fifty to buy them. Huh. And, I, I, and I think I repeated it <laughs> or something. And my son might have walked out the room. So when I got off the phone and at this point, let's see, he must've been maybe eight at this time. And he said, mom, did you tell her, did you tell that lady her business wasn't gonna work? <laughs> <laughs> I said I said, Ever, what do you mean? She said, I heard you say that she paid seven fifty for her pins and she was gonna sell them for eight. She's not gonna make much money. It's not worth it for fifty cents. <laughs> I said, Oh, she gets it. She gets it. <laughs> and when I um when I when I had my back, I had a friend come over. And she wanted to see the bag. And I told him, like, go, you know, go in my closet and go get one of my bags, you know, to show her. It was just one, my personal bag. Right. And so when right. he came, when he was coming downstairs, he was taking the strap. He took the strap off and he had rolled the strap and put, like, some kind of band around it and showed her the bag. Um, <laughs> and he was like, Mom, this is what you need to start doing. Because I just, we just take the strap and we just put the strap in the bag. It's not I got it. Yeah, <laughs> like you need to start doing it like this. And so my friend is like, I want to buy one. When it comes to friends and doing business with friends, it's really I'll be Honest, it's so hard for me. Yeah, I don't want to sell my friend a bag for the yeah. you know for the price that I charge. You know, a stranger. Right. But my friend was adamant. She's like, No, I'm supporting you. Whatever you charge on your website, that's You're that's unbiased, how much right. I'm going to pay for it. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then Evan was like, Mom. This is business. <laughs> this is business. <laughs> said, this is business. If that's what she wants to pay, Mom, just let her pay it. It's okay. Oh. But yeah, he's all oh, in it. He bought, he bought some stuff from China. He paid like five cents for these. Um, it was an, air, an earbud. No, what do you call them? AirPods. It was an AirPod case. He um, bought it for like, I think it might've been 50 cents. I don't know. It was something ridiculously cheap. And he took it to school and sold it for $10. <laughs> and he, he's like, mom, I'm doing the same thing that you do. You know, you buy it for one price and then you sell it for another price.
0: Smart man.
2: So you know what? You're absolutely app- you're right. It's gonna be You're a absolutely right. businessman, especially if he he's, not, he's, his yeah, he's got it. that. <laughs> and and he finesses his deals because now he sells candy. And he said, "Well, oh, I told my friend um, that I only had one box of candy, and if he wanted it, he needed to buy it now because somebody in next in the next period wanted it." I said, "Well, Evan, did somebody want it?" He said, "No."
0: But like, I want
2: to. I, I want to make. I want to make some sale. <laughs> wow! But my oldest, take care less. You know, he's. I. You know, I try to talk to him about business and different things, and he's just like, "Well,
0: mm. if it's not a
2: girl or a basketball, care less."
0: Yeah, he ain't here for it completely, okay. completely. <laughs> He's like, whatever, mom, that's your thing. You do it and you do it well. All right. Not interested.
2: That's
0: really <laughs> thing, <everything>. whatever. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my goodness. Okay, ladies, it, 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 we're going to have to have Lamise back because we're at an hour and I don't want to have you guys here. Oh, for- my gosh. Girl, yes, it's an hour. Oh, wow. So we will figure out how to get her back to the show. But in the meantime, Lamise, like, please, if there's just one lesson, And y'all, you're going to have to listen to this episode. I'm probably going to listen to this episode like 15 times because there's so much uh, that we could go into with Lanisa. We just have not had a chance to dive into it, but we will. Don't worry. We will. But if there's more-
2: talk too much. No. uh
0: -uh, You shared some good stuff. (laughs) Like there were some nuggets dropped on this podcast that, you know, you don't get that unless you just really have a conversation with people. So, you know, it's our, like, I mean, that's all we can do. (laughs) So we just have to invite you back and do this again. Um, So what's one lesson that you can share with uh, a woman that's in a position right now where she is, you know, we'll talk through kind of that transition period that you went through. Like, what would you tell her she needs to do to pick herself up and and kind of re-energize and revamp and get back to where she needs to be?
2: I would say go back and and if, if they've written down goals, go back and look at those goals. Remind yourself of why you're doing or why you did whatever it is that you're doing and and just find that fire again. You know, don't don't feel like because something didn't work the first time that it's not going to work the second time. Take the lessons from that first time and use it to make the second time 10 times better than the first time. And the best way to make it better is, um, I, I, this is from a book, a Grant Cardone book. The title of the book mm-hmm. was Be Obsessed or Be Average. And I totally believe in that because when you are obsessed with something, whether you're obsessed with changing your situation, making more money, building a business, whatever it is, it's going to happen. It may not, ha- you know, maybe maybe your goal may be a million dollars, but maybe you'll only get five, right. but it's okay. Like, there's always going to, when you're obsessed and you're pushing for something, there will always be some movement. And even if it's a small movement, it's better than making no movement at all.
0: That is a message all in itself ladies and take heed to that grant cardona is a great salesperson if you can get a hold of one of his books especially the one she's talking about please go get it uh Mm -hmm. it will change your life uh tell us a little bit about what you got coming up where can we connect with you what's going to happen with made leather that we can take advantage of well in may um in
2: just a couple weeks i am launching a kickstarter you're the first to know about it yeah. i'm launching a kickstarter program um because um we're trying to do some crowdfunding so that we can start doing more accessories like passport holders mm-hmm. um laptop sleeves wallets different things like that so i'm doing that through Kick through kickstarter so okay. that is happening in may so they'll be able to get um, some of those, those accessories at a discounted price. and Also, some of the bags will also be offered at a discount price so that we can fund the project. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I also have a blog. You know, I know you mentioned that there are a lot of moms in your audience. So I have a blog called Mompreneur ESQ. And I talk about business. I talk about babies. And I talk about balance or if there's
0: a such thing as balance. But I us talk about
2: it. The balance that we can create. Right. <laughs> right. <to control>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, that's our show. I it's been like, I feel like I've known you forever. This show has been so much fun and I'm not playing. We will have to figure out a way to do this again because there's so much I want to talk to you about. <laughs> um, but until well, here. <laughs> until the next show, ladies, make sure you go and connect with Lanice. Uh Tell them where we need to connect with you. The easiest place to find you?
2: Um, I'm on Instagram at mompreneur underscore um, And then Made Leather is on Instagram and Facebook at madeleatherco.com. Made Leather Co is the handle, and it's madeleatherco.com as a website.
0: All right, ladies, make sure you connect. Let her know that you found her on the K Word Show. And, you know, support her. The kickstart program is going to be awesome. You'll see it on my page. So make sure you support, support, support. And Lenise, we will talk again very, very soon. But for now,
1: ladies, we will see you on the next episode. Bye. If you loved this episode, Kay wants to know, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling us what you loved and what your takeaways were. By leaving your review, it helps us to continue to provide awesome content and book guests that you love and want to hear from. And as a token of our appreciation for your review, we want to send you a gift. Kay's compiled a list of her favorite resources that help keep her balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and she wants to send it to you. To get a copy of Kay's Favorite Things, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kaywhittaker.com, and we'll send it right over. It's that simple. Until the next episode, be sure to connect with Kay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kay This conversation has been great, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.